and welcome to the She's Busy AF podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Bordelon. I'm a former marketing agency owner turned marketing mentor. I'm a lover of all things tequila, travel, Taylor Swift, plants, and helping busy AF entrepreneurs sell the living heck out of their businesses. My podcast is filled with marketing and business knowledge to help you truly excel both personally and professionally in your entrepreneurial journey. You'll put down your phone after each episode and be infused with techniques and practices that allow you to work less in your business and more on your business so you can ultimately step back when you want and enjoy the sweet, sweet fruits of your blood, sweat, and tears-filled labor. So with that being said, open up your note app or your favorite notebook and let's jump on into the She's Busy AF podcast. All right. Welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. I had a little bit of a struggle getting set up today because I don't want to lay on my stomach on the floor in my bedroom and my office has too much of an echo. So right now I'm literally, I have my mic stacked on like 16 textbooks on the floor in my bedroom. So I don't have to be like laying on the floor on my stomach, having a hard time breathing. So just the joys of like having a podcast, but you know what? I'm here for it. I love it. I do it for a good reason. So again, welcome back. Really excited for today's episode. This is actually a question I get asked a lot and it's when experiencing growth as a business, like when is the right time to hire help? And this is so common because I feel like we all get to a place of seeing other people hiring or you hear about other people hiring or you know, like you're not in business to just be a freelancer, right? As an entrepreneur, you want to grow a team, you want to scale your business, you want to get big and whatever big means for you, whether that's money, a team, an office building. So I love this topic because when I had my former agency, this was something I did a lot (laughs) and on my own. And I don't want anyone to have to feel like they're doing this on their own and can't like have a resource for it. Google did not help me, so I had to figure out a lot. (laughs) But My answer to this straight up before we really dive in is the second you're falling behind on anything in your business, that is the answer. That is the answer for when it's the right time to hire. So this could literally be anything because here's the thing. You can't be good at every little thing in your business. You just, you can't give your 100% to every single thing that has to do with running a business. And I can bet right now that you probably don't love doing everything in your business. So if I if I asked you to rank all the tasks you do to stay operational from invoicing, email management, calendar management, marketing, operations, and still client work, I bet you'd have an order. <laughs> and being spread across all those things is really what depletes business owners and in my opinion is a surefire way to be on that fast track to burnout. And we all want to avoid burnout, right? (laughs) We don't want to be overwhelmed. We want to have a good, happy, successful business. We want to keep growing and scaling and innovating. And doing everything in your business is not going to get you there. So when I get asked when is the right time to hire and how to do it, my answer always looks like this first. So first, identify where you're falling short in your business and then marry that up with what you don't like to do. So give it that ranking. And as like a step further, if you can, try tracking your time for a couple weeks and run a report. Where are you spending a lot of time that literally doesn't generate revenue and really dig in there? So 
I'll share how this worked for me to give you an idea in my former business. So the first thing I ever outsourced was graphic design, which going back, that's probably not where I would have started, but it was where I felt like I needed the most help. And this was for my clients. So we were primarily social media marketing at the start, but graphics were needed for our clients. And it wasn't something I really loved doing. I could do it, but I felt like I couldn't serve my clients to the top and highest potential if I was doing it. So it was myself running the social strategy and I had someone executing social posts. I had an intern at the time and then I had someone I was using for paid social. So that's like another caveat towards the outsourcing. But the big thing I outsourced first was that graphic design. And it was something that was super time consuming to me. And like I said, I recognized it wasn't my strong suit. So I outsourced that bit. The second thing I hired for was something I wish I'd hired for from the get-go, which was admin help. So I brought on a virtual assistant to handle everything, literally everything from email inbox management, calendar management, invoicing, and towards the end there, she was helping a lot with marketing on like blog proofreading, post proofreading, post scheduling. This decision to outsource admin for my business came from me realizing I was spending like 10 to 15 hours a week on those tasks that weren't revenue generating. They weren't directly, like I wasn't getting paid for doing those things. And so I was like, well, my time is money and I could get time back in my business to work on client work if I outsource this. So like I said, those things had impact on revenue generation, but it was taking time away from working on client projects and getting those done quicker and more efficiently so that we could move on to the next project and not like churn and burn clients, but just be really quick in our timelines. And that was appealing to the clients we were working with at the time. No one likes a project to take two, three, four, five, six months, depending on what it is. And of course, the capacity the quicker you can turn that around for your client and have a good, efficient process and a good result, the better. So this really helped with that. The third thing I hired for was outside sales (laughs) and building relationships in my local community. So this was pre-COVID when I wanted to focus primarily on working with and on clients, but I needed help going after the industries we wanted to tap into because we were relying a lot on referrals we were definitely doing online marketing, but I, I knew in my heart, and I always have felt this way, that like we needed to build relationships locally, not just digitally. So that was something I hired for. We were really busy at this point already. We were pretty busy, like, like I said, with referral business, but we wanted to create those longer term relationships. So I had someone whose job was literally to attend networking events, build brand awareness around our brand, convert prospects into clients, something to this day that I still get referrals from, which is really awesome. So I would say this role is comparable to a lot of people, a lot of what people are doing now with online engagement and online networking, which is something that's so valuable in business for generating those long lasting relationships and referral sources. I don't think this is like the first thing you outsource at all. Again, like we were really busy and we got to a place where I was like, I don't have time to peel away and go network or join board affiliations and do these things. Definitely not a normal, like I'm saying, like not a normal thing to outsource, but it worked really, really well for us. So getting to the point of hiring has nothing to do with your experience either. I want to make this very clear. Has nothing to do with how much experience you have or if you feel like you need more. It's all in how confident you are in the growth of your brand. So let me break that down. Going back to my previous business, like I mentioned earlier, We started primarily by offering social media marketing. However, I was constantly getting asked about web design and branding projects. 
these were things I knew pretty well. I could do them. I had done them before, but it wasn't in our direct like line of offering of services. And I knew to enhance the overall experience of my clients and to not leave money on the table, I could offer these things by partnering with or bringing on experts in that field. At the end of the day, I was also able to learn from these contractors to enhance what I was also able to do with my clients. So think of it like investing in a course. Every investment you make will teach you something. Like sometimes bad investments can happen too, but you can't be scared of that. What you can do is make sure your business is prepared. So my recommendation, everything you do, make sure you have a process written for it. These are generally called standard operating procedures or SOPs. They don't need to be like super, 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 super detailed, but just something that someone could pick up and follow along or maybe have a few questions about. So for example, when hiring the virtual assistant I had, (laughs) reasons why you need SOPs, I did not have everything written and processed which was a little frustrating when onboarding her because I then had to go create them, which took me more time. So I wish I had known that. And I know she told me this in our initial talks, like, yeah, as long as you have a process, I can do it. I didn't realize how many processes I would truly need. So anything you ever consider outsourcing, make sure you have a written process done for how you like to do it if you want something done a certain way. And by having those outlined for outsourcing, you can, like like I said, easily hand it off for someone to do themselves. And here's the thing, a good virtual assistant or an admin assistant will also enhance your processes. They'll take those awesome processes you have and help you make them more efficient, help you innovate. It's literally their job. And ours was so good at this. Like that is definitely, if you're going to get a virtual assistant, I would vet them and, you know, ask them those questions. Like, will you innovate processes? And if you find a quicker way, like, is that something you'll bring to my attention? Because you know, that's kind of their expertise, right? Our expertise as service providers may not be, and let's just say you are a virtual assistant, maybe your expertise is not marketing. So that's something you outsource. As someone who offers marketing or web design or graphic design, some of those admin tasks are like frustrating and really hard to wrap your head around when you're really just a creative and you don't want to focus on those things. So these people should really be able to come in with their expertise and knock it out of the water for you. So now you might be thinking, Okay, Lauren, how much money do I need to be making to be able to outsource? So this answer is literally different for everyone. And I think different investments mean different things. So real quick, I'm going to talk about outsourcing internal work, outsourcing client work, and hiring a coach and a mentor, because all of these things require like a different answer to how much money do I need to be making. So When it comes to outsourcing anything in your business, think admin, marketing, like nothing that has anything to do with client work. Maybe some of the admin stuff does, does, but like you're not billing for that work. That needs to happen when you have a revenue stream to support it, point blank. So if you're busy AF and at or near capacity with your client workload and don't feel like you have a revenue stream to support maybe putting $500 to $1,000 a month towards outsourcing for admin work for your business, it's probably time to assess your expenses. So how much money you're spending versus earning and your pricing. So maybe it's time to raise your prices as a business, but your revenue stream should be able to support that outsourcing. Also, everyone in the online space has different rates. I would definitely recommend putting out feelers, asking for referrals for these types of people, and doing multiple interviews. Like don't just go with the first person you talk to. 
see who's really going to be the best fit for your business and for your budget. Okay. Now, when it comes to outsourcing client work, so in most terms, this is called subcontracting out work. This needs to be foiled into the profit margin for the cost of the project that you're executing. So this one might seem obvious, but I know for me, for a while, that was hard to figure out, like (laughs) even how to work that into the cost and be reasonable for my clients and the work I was executing. So my big tip here is that it all comes down to your brand's hourly rate. Obviously, like your hourly rate as a company needs to be higher than the hourly rate as the person you're hiring. That is the most simple way to put it. But I have a super handy dandy calculator for this. If you're interested in grabbing it, shoot me a DM on IG at brand good time and I'll send it to you because it's like super detailed. It helps you figure out your hourly rate. Then it helps you figure out like profit margins for like hiring contractors versus what your bottom line is going to be at the end of the day with taxes and all of that. So send me a DM and I can get that over to you. That's number two. Number three is the coach, hiring a coach or mentor. So this one can be a top toss up. And in my opinion, it's a topic for another time. I'll get into this, but like when to know you're ready to hire a coach or a mentor. But all I can say here is that there is never a right or wrong time to hire one. So especially if you're feeling super stuck in your business, and you need help from someone who's been in your shoes before. Like if you've ever thought, I really wish I could ask someone who's been here. This is when you're probably ready to look at hiring a mentor or a coach in some capacity. So I hired my first business coach by paying myself less for the time period we were working together. But I saw an ROI on that investment within the first couple months and then some. So I was able to put myself back up to my full pay rate. But I knew that like, if I didn't make this decision, if I didn't take that leap, I would probably continue to be stuck in this little circle I was in of absorbing all this information online and feeling overwhelmed with analysis paralysis. So it was really important for me to make that investment. And I'm so glad I did. I continue to invest in my business. You all, I think everybody should. I have also put (laughs) educational investments like this on a low interest credit card, knowing I can pay it off in, let's just say, X amount of months with the projected revenue stream that I already foresee in my business. I don't, obviously, I'm not saying here, like, go into debt to hire a mentor or a coach or make an investment. But if you know that you have the revenue stream to support it, but it's just going to be over time, that's fine. A lot of coaches and mentors offer payment plans. A lot of programs offer payment plans. So, you know, that's one way to look at it. Or putting it on a credit card and weighing the cost of, like, the interest and paying that off over time, knowing what your revenue stream is for the next few months. So that was a lot. (laughs) I want to recap everything because we covered so much. So first things first, the right time to hire is when any of these apply to you. So you're at capacity, you're falling behind on tasks with your business, and you're starting to feel stressed, overwhelmed, and on your way to burnout. Those are three like identifying factors that you're ready to hire. Then I want you to remember that hiring and outsourcing has nothing to do with how much experience you have. It's all in how confident you are in your brand and it's time for growth. So think, how can you enhance your overall client experience to help them? This is like a really good time to think about outsourcing is how can I keep my clients around? How can I retain my clients? How can I make their experience better? And if that answer is really hard for you to come up with, it might be time to consider hiring and bringing in other creative minds to help you with that. Then, of course, it's super important to create processes and standard operating procedures for everything you do so that when you do hire The onboarding of that new hire is a cakewalk. And this is like, if you take anything away from this, it is that SOPs are the best thing ever. 
And then last but not least, remember that the money portion of outsourcing is dependent on what you're deciding to outsource. So assess wisely, make decisions wisely. Thank me later. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that is all for today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She's Busy AF. If you enjoy this one, please share with your biz besties or tag me in your IG stories at Time. I really do love hearing from you all. This podcast is one of my biggest creative outlets and to know that it helps people too is really awesome. So thank you for tuning in and I will see you on the next episode.